that the God, the creator of everything, he allows us to come to him freely. Right? So this moment that you had, whether you were on the altar, whether you're, you're listening, this doesn't happen just here. Right? This happens anywhere you go because we are able to go to the Father. So I, I just encourage you, if you're looking for that and you, you want to find that place to meet God, it can happen in your car, it can happen at the gym, it can happen at home, right? It can happen anywhere. So God, we're, we're just so thankful for you being with us, for being in this place. And we look to your word now, Father. We thank you for what you teach us. We thank you for how you minister to us. And, and we're just so grateful for you, God. In your name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, good morning, everyone. Hope we're all awake now. I'm, I'm like jazzed up, ready to go. Uh, my name is Josh Flock. I'm an elder here. And um, I'm, I'm just really excited to, to share the next, year, next uh, uh, message in our series, Predecide. So we're talking about making decisions ahead of time, right, where we're predeciding about different things, generosity, faithfulness, service. And today, we're talking about being devoted to the Father, right? We're pre-deciding to be devoted to the Father. And really from that hearing God's heart to go deeper with him, right? Because God's message to us is that he desires to be close to us. James 4, 8 says, draw close to God and he will draw close to you, right? So God has this invitation for us to go deeper. We have a call to be devoted to him. And if we're going to do that and, and decide to be devoted to the Father, we'll take some action on our part. So, Three goals for us today, to understand God's call for us to be devoted to him. Ephesians 4.1 says, live a life worthy of your calling. It's to accept God's invitation to go deeper. John 15, this is our main text, where Jesus says, remain in me. And then lastly, that we would leave today having made a decision. What are those two or three or one steps that we can take? How can we pre-decide now? to be prepared to, to go further. So devotion, we're talking about devotion today. Devotion is a settled and lasting commitment, ongoing, it's continuous. And Paul in Ephesians 4.1, as a prisoner for the Lord then, I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Right, every person in this room has a calling, every person has a purpose, and we, we all have the same one as, me, as well as many different things. Right, you could think of the Great Commission, go and make disciples. You could think of Ephesians 2.10. We are God's workmanship. We're created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared for us that we should walk in. Right, and Jesus gives us our command. He says the greatest command is this. This is found in three Gospels. To love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your mind, and with all of your strength. And then he says the second is equally important to love your neighbor as yourself, right? So we, we see this call for us, church, to be devoted. We're called to be devoted to the Father. So Jesus talks about this in Matthew six thirty three. He says, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. So when Jesus is talking, he sets a priority. He says, it's the kingdom first, right? That's a picture of devotion. And then we see in Acts 2, 42 and 43, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, the fellowship, the breaking of bread into prayer, and everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. So we have this picture of devotion, some big things, right? Learning, studying, being taught, 
We have, you know, prayer can be this, this big idea. And then we have you know, some simple things about devotion, breaking bread together, right? Having a meal, fellowship, hanging out together. There's these big and, big and small things, but it, it all points to the question, am I living a life devoted to God? So I listened to this podcast and there's a, a, a former running back from, from the football NFL who was one of the best during their time. So running back means they just carried a ball and ran. And they were the best in the league for like a year or two, right? So very accomplished. And he talks about how growing up, everything he did was about football, right? That's, that consumed his life. It was the decisions he made, the choices he made. He talked about, this always stuck with me, he would drive, his, his, his dad would drive him across town to a different part of town because there were hills there and he could run up the hills and train, right? So just so much of his life was consumed about that, right? You would say he was devoted to God because all of his time was, was looking at it. So if we were to look at our time, right, and say, okay, w- what about me? Like, where am I spending my time? And, you know, this is not meant to be um, a judgment at all. You know, th- in reality, it's like there's no way we could spend all of our time reading our Bible and praying. Like, that, that, wouldn't, that wouldn't work. Uh, but if we were to look at our time for a second... So this string right here represents our week. It's 168 inches long, and for every inch, it's an hour, right? So this is our week. Hope you can all see this. Sorry for the people on the side. It's an orange string. All right, go a little further. Okay, so this is our week, and the time we spend our week. Our first third right here is spent about, about a third of our time spent sleeping, Right? And the parents are like, that's not really accurate. Right? That's, that's true. It's not accurate, but we're going to go with averages and say, but a third of our time is spent sleeping. And then our next third, right here, about a third of our time is work. So whether that's taking care of kids, going to your job, taking care of aging parents, like whatever your job is, we spend about a third of our time working. And that leaves us with the last third, so 56 hours. And this is where we do things like grocery shopping, getting coffee with a friend, watching a movie, right? This is also where we would spend, where we do our time with the Lord, right? Where we're spending time with, with God. So, you know, we're not going to talk about a number. We're not going to say, okay, you, you should be, you know, like this much of your time should be with the Lord. That, that's, that's not what we're talking about today. What we're trying to do is just understand how are we spending our time? Because that will give us a picture of, of devotion, uh, I, I thought this was relevant for us. How many iPhone users know what this, this uh, alert is? Anyone raise your hand? Yeah, so if you have an iPhone, you, you'll get this report every week of how much time you spend on your phone. Um, how many of you are scared to look at that report sometimes? Yeah, right? I, I get that. Um, so, right, we, we spend a lot of time doing other things, and not that every minute, every hour of our day can be spent with the Lord, but it's a question like, okay, how, how am I spending my time for that? Because, you know, living a life fully devoted won't happen by accident, right? That, that running back didn't just become the best running back in the football league because it just happened, right? There, there was effort, there was work. So how do we do this? So this brings us to our main text, John 15. Jesus says, I am the true vine, and my father is a gardener. He cuts off every branch of me that bears no fruit. While every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I've spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. 
No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, and you are the branches. If you remain in me, and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you're like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you remain in me, my words remain in you. Ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. And this is to my Father's glory, that you bear much fruit, showing yourself to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you remain in my love, just as I kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and your joy may be complete. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this to lay down one's life for one's friend. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I've called you friends. For everything I've learned from the Father, I've made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. And this is my command, love each other. So how do we live a life fully devoted to God? Right? You probably caught the word that Jesus used 11 times in this passage. What was that word? And then no? Remain. He says remain 11 times in this passage. So the word remain means to abide. It means to live, to dwell, to continue to be present. It means to last or to wait. Right? So how do we make our day, our week, about God? It's, it's by remaining in him. And it doesn't have to be this huge thing. So you know, this is the picture I have for small ways we remain in God. Um, my daughter is uh, 18 months, Elizabeth. I would tell you where she is, but she'll probably, uh, she's right over in the corner there, but she'll probably uh, cause a disruption if we do, if we all look. So my daughter um, is 18 months, and the other day, my wife had her on the change table, and she was standing up and doing a countdown and jumping, right? And she wanted me to see, so she was like, da 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 da. So I go and look, right? How many of you, a kid has ever asked you to watch them do something? Anyone? Anyone in here? Yeah. They, and it's like, is it like really cool? I mean, probably not. It's, you know, it's going down a slide or jumping over a hole or a crazy dance. But you know what? What, what kids care about is when whatever thing they do and they finish, that your eyes are on them. That is what they care about. And my daughter, that's what she cared about. So she did her little jump. It was about seven seconds long. But in that moment, I was just locked in, and I was just focused on her. And when we remain in Jesus, it can be a small moment like that where we are just locked in and remaining in him, even though other stuff is going on. You've probably had kids want you to to do something. You're trying to cook dinner and everything, and you're just locked in for 30 seconds, right? We can remain in him by doing these small, small decisions, just as much as the big decisions do. So, Remaining in him is where we'll bear fruit, it's where we'll live out devotion, and it's where we'll move closer to the Father. So Jesus tells us three ways that we can do this. He says in verse 16, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. Hold on, far ahead, there we go. And then in verse 5, he says, apart from me, you can do nothing. So the first way Jesus tells us we can remain in him 
is because of Jesus, right? Because of his grace, his mercy, his faithfulness. The first way we remain in him is nothing we can do, right? And that, that's the gospel. That's the gospel message. So that's, that's the first way. The second, Jesus says in verse 7, he says, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you, right? So the second way we remain in him is by remaining in his words. So, you know, what does that mean? You know, first and foremost, I would say, are you, are you consuming the Bible every day? right? Are we in the word every single day? And I get seasons of life are tricky. Maybe it's a verse. Maybe you're driving in the car and that's when you listen to your Bible, right? Does, does listening in the car count as reading? Absolutely counts as reading, right? Of course, you're, you're consuming the word of God. And the picture God gives us is in the Old Testament. So the Israelites are walking around the desert. They're starving and God causes bread to come down from heaven. We know the story. The manna is, is on the ground. And the Israelites were instructed, pick up just what you need for that day. And what happens if they picked up more? Whatever they had left over would go bad, right? Except for the Sabbath, right? Before the Sabbath, they would pick up twice as much and it wouldn't go bad. But what God wanted the Israelites to to need is he wanted them to know they need God every single day. They need him every day. And we need the word of God every single day. So we can remain in Jesus by being in his word every day, right? So usually that means you have a plan, what you're going to read. You have a place where you'll read it, and you have a time of where you'll read it. Now, for me, do I have a plan? Absolutely. I have, I have a reading plan. When we finish, I go another one and, you know, consistent in that. Do I have a place? Yeah, it's on my bed. It's in the car. It's sometimes in the office or on the couch in the morning, of a time, yeah, it's usually, you know, at night, sometimes it's the morning, middle of the day, it's all over the place. That's just kind of life for me right now, but consistent in the word is, is the important thing here. And so I can't help you with your place, right? I can't help you with your time, but I can help you with a plan. So if you don't have a plan or you're not sure where do we start, here are three plans that, that you can use to just jumpstart your reading. So this is a QR code. If you hold up your phone and you have a relatively, you know, current phone, um, it will bring you to a link to this reading plan, right? People are trying it. Hopefully, it's big enough. We'll see. Uh, but this is from the YouVersion Bible app. This, you, you can either use the app or you can just use the, the internet. The, the website will work just as well. But this is Proverbs, 31 chapters, 31 days, about five to 10 minutes long, uh, and you're in the Word every single day, right? And, and you know what? If, you, if you're like, you, you don't like to start on, you know, not, not on the first you can start, today's the 12th, start on Proverbs 12 and just start reading through that way. That's okay. The so first, first uh, Bible plan. The second one, Romans. Uh, Romans, this is also 31 days. It is half a chapter each day. It's about five to seven minutes in reading. Um, this is the picture that will show up when you, I didn't just pick random kayaking pictures. This is like the picture that shows up when you, you look at the plan, right? Did anyone try? Is it working? Is it big enough? Nice. Awesome. All right, good. All right, and then the last one is Galatians. So this is six days long. It's one chapter a day. It's five to ten minutes. Now, you probably noticed that I'm, I'm big into, like, reading through the book of the Bible. I do think that's, that's a really good way to go. You, you can do topical as well. If you're dealing with a certain thing or want to, like, go deeper in something, you can do topical. There's plenty out there. It just takes a second to look. So this is one of the ways that we can do that to get in this word. Another smaller way is with, you know, what we're listening to, consuming. So sometimes, you know, you have time in the car, 
right? And so these are two albums, Shane and Shane, the Christian uh, musicians, and these are, so Psalms and Psalms 2. Essentially, they go and they just sing in a really beautiful way different psalms, right, or chapters in the Bible. But an- another way we can start to just consume the word and, and get into it. Okay. And, <clears throat> and then, you know, that, those are some bigger ways, smaller ways that we can do it, where we can start to put the word of God in different places is like a sticky note on your mirror, right? Or a note card in your pocket. Maybe you're, you're wanting patience because you keep losing your, your temper. Maybe that means you need to put a Bible verse about patience, right, in the car and on the mirror, at work, or wherever it is. Um, but as we, as we consume God's word, and as we read God's word, whether we feel like it or not, we're making a choice to remain in him. And so even if you, if you read that Bible verse or you just say it in your mind, it's that moment of 15 seconds where you are locked in. And you're locked in remaining in God, just like that picture of, of the kid. So big and small ways we can be in his word. And then lastly, he tells us in verse 9 and 10, as the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just, I, just as I've kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. So how do we remain in him? By keeping, by remaining in his love, which is keeping his commands, he tells us. Right, so being in the word and then doing what his word tells us, right? That's, that's simple, right? And that, that's on purpose. That's the point. Um, so just thinking about this in my life, um, <clears throat> a number of years ago, my wife was pregnant with our third child, Michael, uh, and, and some friends of ours were going through a challenging time in their life, and they needed someone to take their child for a period of time um, and, and have, have them live with, with us. And so, you know, my wife was like, yeah, let's do it, right? And I was kind of like, well, you know, like, hold on, let's, let's figure out. You're pregnant, right? We have two young kids. Like, is this really the right, you know, the right thing for us to do, um, right? I, I have, you know, I grew up, uh, well, I have an adoption in my family, and it, it's not like all sunshine and roses, right? It's really challenging on our family. So it's not like, a, yeah, we should just do this um, and have them live with us. And I was, dry, I was flying back from Salt Lake City on a business trip, taking a red eye, been working all day, flying I, I have my reading plan, and I read the parable of the talents, which Pastor Greg just talked about, right? And in that, it talks about the person who had five, and they turned it to ten. And I read that, and I just hear so clearly God speak to me. Josh, I've given you five, and I've called you to turn it to ten. And it was just in that moment, it was like, okay, this is what we need to do, right? So text Emily, we do that, and it was really good experience. It was absolutely what God had called us to do. So obeying God's word, sometimes it's a really big thing, right? Sometimes it's small. There are times when, you know, I'll have like a podcast or something that I, that I love. And, you know, it's just not like great. It's not glorifying God. And I, I'll just feel conviction about that. And I just have to stop, right? Or remaining in his word, doing what it says. You know, maybe the next time you have a big decision, you go to James 1 and you say, hey, God, your word says that if we need wisdom, we can ask and believe and give it to us, right? So not just knowing his word, but we can do it. We can put it into practice. We're dealing with fear. You know, maybe you write that Philippians 4, 6 on your, on your index card and you say, God, um, like, don't worry about anything, but pray about everything. And so every time you worry, you pull that note out and you say, God, I'm making a choice to not worry, but to pray, thank you. 
So some small ways we can do that. And you know, that's only 30 seconds, but we are locked in on the Father when, when we do that, right? Or maybe you make the choice just to go and do your daily reading, your Bible plan, even when you don't feel like it. How many of you in here have ever not felt like reading your Bible? Can you raise your hands? I have, absolutely, right? Definitely happens. But when we do that, we make the choice and we're locked in on the Father. So another way that I've done this that's helpful is um, <clears throat> I've asked a friend to read a Bible plan with me. So this is a text I took from our text chain. You're not going to figure out who it is, don't worry. Uh, but this, you can see what, what I said here. Let's see. I'm starting a Bible plan today. It's reading through the book of Matthew. Would you like to join me? No worries if that won't work, but I thought I'd ask. And I said the plan. They said yes, right? It was great. So maybe asking a friend to do it with you is a good way to, to get into the word. So Jesus tells us three ways we can remain in him. It's first, because of Jesus, because of what he's done. It's second, to remain in his word. And it's third, to do what his word says. As we do these things, it's a lot like paddling a canoe. So, have you ever gone canoeing before, and you're going upstream, right? So you're going upstream, the water's coming, and you're paddling. What happens if you stop paddling? You stop, and then you go backwards. That's right. You know, if our relationship with God is, is like this, you know, as we take steps to paddle, as we take steps to remain in Jesus in small ways, right? Maybe you, you read your Bible that, that morning, and then the, later that day, you, you reread a Bible verse that stood out to you. What you're doing is just making small strokes of the oar, and you're moving closer and closer to God. And as we paddle, and as we continue to paddle and, and move forward, we can see what a life devoted to God is. It's not about every single second of our life we're reading our Bible. That's not it. But throughout the day, are we taking actions, even small choices to do that, where we take a step and we read or we, we look to God's word? Or maybe instead of listening to sports radio, you listen to some worship music in the car, right? Maybe that's what you do, right, to, to fill that time. Because living a life fully devoted will never happen by accident. Right? It will always require action and choices on our part. So even though we can't fill our whole life like that, we can take small choices, small moments to remain in him, to do what his word says, to be in his word, and we're taking those steps forward. So God has called us to live a life worthy of his calling, be devoted to him. He's called us to go deeper. There are so many Bible verses that speak to this. His word is full of them. Uh, Isaiah 55, 6, seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he's near. Ephesians 2, 18, for through him we both have access to the Father by one spirit. And then Acts 17, uh, 24 to 27, and the God who made the world and everything in it is the Lord of heaven and earth and does not live in temples built by human hands. He is not served by human hands as if he needed anything. Rather, he himself gives everyone life and breath and everything else. From one man he made all nations they should have at the earth, and he marked out their appointed times of history and boundaries of their lands. God did this so that they would seek him, perhaps reach out to him, and find him, though he is not far from any one of us. Right? God says, ask, seek, and you will find. So living a life worthy of our call, to be devoted to the Father, 
it will take small moments just as much as it takes big moments. But know that every little choice you make when you are putting God in your life and you're inserting his word, you're doing what it says, you're making a choice to obey, right? It, it, it takes a choice to trust God, right? For the people who were up on the altar, it takes a, a choice to trust God to help you through that circumstance. And when we do those things, we're just, we're taking another stroke of the oar and we're moving forward in life. And God is so clear in his word. He says, if you seek me, you will find me. He says, draw near to me, I will draw near to you. You He's called us to to go deeper. And he's invited us to that. As I was preparing this message, I just felt like God wanted me to change that, that verbiage from called. He's called us. He's invited us to go deeper with him. And if we remain in his words, we remain in his love, we remain in him, that's what we're doing, to go deeper with him. So church, what are those two or three things that you can do to decide today, to insert his word, to fill time with, with the Father in some way, right? If you're not in the word every day, that's a great place to start. Maybe you put a Bible verse in your car, carry it in your pocket. Maybe you, you put worship music on. There are a lot of different ways we can do this. But what are those things we can decide now so that we make the choice to be devoted to the Father, because a life fully devoted is not going to happen by accident. It's going to take small steps just as much as it will take big steps. So let's pray. Lord, we are so grateful for your kindness and your faithfulness. We thank you for your word. We thank you, Jesus, how you have taught us to remain in you. And would you help us to, to be encouraged, to be focused on that, And God, would you help us to decide today, what are we going to do to be devoted to? How can we make those steps forward, even if they're small? God, where can we remain in you, even if it's for 15 seconds? God, every step, every time we do that, we're, we're moving forward. And God, we thank you for the invitation to go deeper. And thank you that you desire that from each and every person in this room. Wherever they're at, you desire more. You want to be closer to them. So would you help us to be sensitive to that? God, bless the body this week. Would you help them to make those choices? And thank you that you meet us exactly where we are. Lord, it's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Have a good week, everyone. Thank you. No, wait. One second. Am I on? But wait, there's more. You know, I get a sense that what God was doing earlier during worship, he may not be done. So if if you felt like God was moving, or maybe you stayed in your seats and you're regretting, I should have gone forward. We're going to have a prayer team here after service. We would love to pray with you. We would love to, to talk more with you. If you don't know the Jesus that we've been talking about, if you don't have a relationship with him, that you can say, he's my friend, I'm inviting you. Come, come see me afterwards. We want to talk with you. All right, so have a great day. God bless you all. Now we're done.